0: You're listening to The Lands of Milk and Honey, a podcast produced by the New Zealand Israel Innovation Hub. The podcast looks at tech ecosystems, how they develop and what makes them tick. For the first season, we're looking at what's happening in Israel, also known as the startup nation. We bring you this episode thanks to the support of Israel Transfer, your best solution for transferring money between Israel and New Zealand. They provide superior rates expert guidance and exceptional customer support to find out more check out their website at www.isratransfer.com. in this episode i interview the founders of a daring israeli startup called me now over a bottle of excellent kosher mud house wine from new zealand coralie hila and i discuss a wide range of topics how they met bioconvergence beauty tech starting a startup in israel and the attraction of New Zealand to international skincare companies. I first met Coralie and Hiller at the Space Tech Summit in Tel Aviv earlier this year. During the interview, you'll come to understand why we met there. When we met, I was very curious and very unfamiliar with the innovation devised by their startup. And after exchanging a few subsequent emails, I jumped at the chance to interview them to find out more. By the time I hit the record button in the studio, we were having a marvelous time chatting away and I thought to kick off the interview, I should ask them about how they met and to provide some information about their backgrounds.
1: Hi, my name is Ila. I have a PhD in biotechnology engineering uh, developing drugs. I, I actually finished my PhD and decided not to work in the lab. I really like science, but more from the business development, ah. making things happen because, you know, there's. Many you like the,
0: the human to human interaction exactly. rather than the human, to, human, human to chemical, biology interaction.
1: Yeah, not standing on the bench yeah, and yeah, yeah. making White
0: it in my own hands.
1: So I start working in startup companies that okay. leverage AI to answer scientific questions. So I got a chance to travel a lot, Uh, signing deals in many countries around the world, 17 countries actually. 17 countries? Yeah, with big companies such as Toyota, LG, Carlsberg. I worked a lot in China, I also got to Australia, I haven't got to New Zealand yet, but this is my
0: dream. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this is me. Mm -hmm. We'll get there some soon. Yeah,
2: so hi, I'm Dr. Corali. I have a master's degree in bioinformatics and biostatistics from Ecole Polytechnique in France, and a PhD in computational neuroscience from the Weisman Institute in Israel.
0: Uh, It's a top university in Israel, by the way, for all our listeners.
2: Yeah, also in France, it's one of the. It's not a very. It's not a very known place because I don't accept a lot of students every year. Uh-huh. Uh, but in France, it's considered to be like a big deal. Uh, uh-huh. It actually was founded by Napoleon Bonaparte. Really? Yes. <laughs> and they still have the uniform <laughs> from that time with this actual sword. We need to have a picture of it. And everything. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah absolutely. So I, I was in the master, like the uniform is for the engineer curriculum. I was in the master one. So unfortunately, I didn't. I uh, get to get it because I think it's very cool, mm-hmm. but just to tell you, it's like an institute with a lot of mm-hmm. history. They take a very small number of students, and they go, it's consider like very good to to get there.
0: But you're originally from Bordeaux. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a wine region. Wine region of of France, and we're here drinking kosher New Zealand wine, so I'm yeah curious.
2: I want to say actually I never liked wine in France because since I was three years old my parents were forcing me to, you know, <laughs> taste all of the wine bottles that they had. So if you don't want your children to drink wine, you know what you need to do. But I tested New Zealand wine from the first time even though I actually lived in New Zealand mm-hmm. and I just love it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So very good wine. If the if the owners of Mudhouse Winery in New Zealand listening are listening to this podcast, you've just got a huge plug. Check out their kosher wine.
1: Mm-hmm. I hope I
0: get money for this plug, but <laughs> I doubt it. So how did you meet? And how did you think about starting this startup? Like I'm guessing both of you are into cosmetics or skincare, is that right?
1: Um, so not so accurate. We were working together for a, a long time in a different company, another company that was doing drug personalization. Mm-hmm. So basically the company support the development of drugs uh, and we get the chance to talk to a lot of pharmaceutical companies the big ones and we understand their needs they really want to help the patients but because patients are so different from one another there is not one formula that can help everyone Mm -hmm. and once Mm -hmm. when you do the experiments try to get the clinical trials working and you have such a diversity between two people it's fine to it's hard to find the right drug to uh-huh. help everyone, and right. this is this is a big challenge, right. and we were using AI to do it, and we realized that using AI, you need to have a lot of data, you need mm-hmm. to have a real personalization, mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to do it in the pharmacy mm-hmm. space, so we got to cosmetics. Mm-hmm. You can use cosmetics to help people that cannot find a solution in uh, in dermatology, in, dr- in drugs, mm-hmm. and this is uh, what we are coming to solve, and this is our mission, and besides that, people that want to get products that don't make them side effects mm-hmm. and also help them to get better results. Mm-hmm. We, we want to, to really help in this huge industry, $500 billion globally every year. Mm-hmm. and
2: still not the right way to find the right product for mm-hmm. the
1: right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So I want to add, this yeah. is actually an idea that Hila had before she joined the previous company, so uh-huh. before we met me. Uh-huh. And when she started like talking to me about it mm-hmm. outside of work, we didn't even think of making a startup together at that time. Uh-huh. I, I really could, you know, at once, like bind it with it because... You just like
0: the, it just like the light bulb went off. Yeah, up.
2: exactly. Because uh-huh. I'm from a family that's the first atopic dermatitis.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And... It's not like in a stage that, you know, if you go and see a doctor, they will just laugh at you because, well, you have a small spot on your arm or on mm. your head. What are you complaining about? Mm. But at the same time, I mean, uh, it's in a state where my mother couldn't uh, and still can't uh, buy sunscreen wow. or go yeah. to the beach because uh, if she put moisturizer, she gets atopic dermatitis. If she doesn't, her skin gets very dry. And then if she goes to the sea with the salt, it makes that like, bad reaction. Oh. So it really has like a big uh, day-to-day impact. So yeah. for me, it was also a way to bring like real solution for people for who's right now, mm-hmm. they're like, have too much prime for cosmetic, but not enough problems for a medical solutions. So we are here to kind of uh, take care of those people.
0: Well, the first question I have related to AI is, why do you need AI to make new formulations?
2: Well, so you need AI for both making formulation and finding the right product for the right person. Mm-hmm. Why for making formulation? I mean, you, you saw that in uh, dermatology, for example, using AI has allowed to reduce costs by 40 to 50%, because mm-hmm. you, know, you have shorter product development time, you need less trials. And in cosmetics right now, there is still a lot of budget that is spent on developing new products, mm-hmm. typically around 17% of the revenue of a company is redirected to r And AI is very underused in this field and Mm. to be able to really leverage AI you need like new approaches uh, because you have a lot of differences with what happens in drug development.
0: Okay so tell me about what you're doing and you know how your product utilizes AI and in what are the applications of your
1: product. We have developed an AI based system Uh that make a personalization based on the biology and the environment of the person. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, we can get the product, understand the product effect. On Mm -hmm. the other side, we take the person, understand the biology and the environment of the person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and make the right matching. Because today there are so many products, hundreds of thousands of products. Hundreds of
0: thousands of of products, right?
1: Yeah. If you go go to Amazon, you search for facial cream, you'll find 10,000 results. How can a person make a decision when he has so many results? I mean, the paradox of choice. When you have so many opportunities, so many things to choose from, eventually you you don't know what to choose. Exactly.
0: You just choose the generic Nivea Visage cream on the shelf. And that's all the moisturizer you'll ever need, Or you right? just
1: don't pick anything and you're like too confused, like <laughs> yeah, overwhelmed. Just, yeah. What should I choose, right? And I mean, some people, if they suffer from side effects or skin diseases, it's, it makes it even more complicated. Oh, yeah, sure. Allergies and things like that. So when you got so many choices, you don't know what to choose from. And currently with so many products and everyday new products coming into the market, no one can tell you what is the right product for you. And this is why we developed this system the system based on your biology and your environment can tell you what is the right product. Mm -hmm. And we basically sell it to websites, Mm -hmm. to retailers that sells cosmetics Mm -hmm. and they want to help their customers to get better products.
0: Okay, right, so it's a B2B uh, service that you're providing to help skin companies, skincare companies, or or cosmetic companies.
1: Or e-commerce. Or e-commerce, develop a product
0: that is bespoke for the customer essentially. Okay, exactly. cool. Yeah. Now you, you mentioned before we, um, we set up this meeting you wanted to let me know that you're particularly interested in the field of natural ingredients. Yes. So I, I just want to know a little bit about why natural ingredients? Like what's the attraction of natural ingredients to what you're trying to do?
2: I think there is a very interest in natural ingredients from both sides, first from the general public uh, and also, when you look at it, there is a very big diversity, mm-hmm. and there is like so much potential, undiscovered molecules, undiscovered solutions. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the drugs, for example, are coming from natural ingredients. Mm-hmm at the basics and we have developed an algorithm that can you know scan natural ingredients look at all of the compounds mm-hmm. and predict what will be the effect of those compounds of the skin mm-hmm. even if those are molecules for which there is no scientific knowledge at mm-hmm. the moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so this give us an unprecedented tools to identify like uh, uh, natural ingredients of interest and also to identify like new new indication and what would be the use of those ingredients
0: okay Cool. And like one thing we were talking about just before we started this podcast episode, but you mentioned that you're doing things in terms of looking at the aging process, for example. Tell me a little bit about that.
2: So, yeah, so for the aging process, we're very interested into it. Mm -hmm. There is actually right now a bit of, you know, doubt whether aging, uh, you know, anti-aging products are going to really help you in the long term because we know that, you know, you may see some, you know, effect in the wrinkles after a few months. Mm-hmm. But what will to do to your skin in 10 years? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have... More we live longer and longer, so this is something we all want to be conscious about mm. and this is why we're actually looking at something no one has been looking right now, mm. which is making experiments in space it's wow. something that is actually in discussion uh-huh. uh, because there in space uh, aging of the skin is much faster uh-huh. and this allows you to get data that is just unavailable at the moment
0: but doesn't doesn't that contradict the Einstein paradox that says you actually become younger in space?
2: So, yes or no? I mean, if you look at it at first and you get the impression that it's indeed contradicting, but uh, I'm not going to say anything against Einstein. <laughs> Please don't hate me. So we just say that, you know, Einstein was referencing to the case where someone is traveling uh uh, at uh, next to the uh, uh, speed of light, which okay. is not something uh, we're planning to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we would want to, but uh, yeah, of course, not yet. I think
0: not yet. We're not there yet.
2: Not there uh, yet. Yes.
0: Um. So okay. So like, I want to bring this to comp- like this chat towards more towards New Zealand. Like, what do you know about the New Zealand? Um, Cosmetics market or skincare market. I know we were talking about how they have natural ingredients that might you might you might be interested in. Yeah. But is there any other kind of reason for you to be interested in the New Zealand market?
2: So I think especially like you mentioned, the amazing diversity of the floras mm-hmm. that you find there. Yeah. I mean, you know, New Zealand evolved totally cut from the rest of the world. So you have many plants that you find only there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have been uh, proven to have, you know, very special characteristics and to be of a lot of interest in cosmetics, such mm-hmm. as, I don't know, Manuka honeys, that's been proven to have much more oh, antibiotic, you know, yeah, 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 capabilities yeah. that all the rest of the honeys in the world. And this is only, you know, the tip of the icebergs, the things that we know about. So we are very uh, interesting into digging it and finding you know what's under the sea. Yeah.
0: At this point of the interview, we had drunk a few glasses of wine, and so I thought it would be an appropriate time to get stuck into the more philosophical subjects, specifically how it is to be female founders in a male-dominated Israeli startup scene.
1: There are a lot of people who wants to help women in this arena because it's. It's very rare to see women. Of mm-hmm. course, we are like two founders. Mm-hmm. Usually, you see one man and one woman that mm-hmm. found the company, and we are two founders. And mm-hmm. uh, we're coming from a medical background, and I'm coming from I'm I'm having my uh, expertise in business development and sales. Mm-hmm. And you usually don't see that. We're very rare in that. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of people trying to help us from different fields. A lot of people that wants to give us, you know,
2: their connections and uh, want to help. We're coming like, from a field that it's not so much uh, founded in Israel and not so much known.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, our field is not something that Israeli,
1: Israel is good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In. I mean, Israel is Especially very cosmetics.
0: I don't really see big exactly. Israeli When yeah. you talk about brands. cosmetics, it right. sounds
1: like, okay, this is uh, something that you don't really have to have. I mean, it's, it's nice to have and not like cyber or fintech. Or digital health to protect people. All of, I mean, I, we can say that everything is common here
2: is to protect people. No, very, I'm not sure because you have ways and you have things like this, but you just say, usually go to very specific field like cyber. People think things. it's. I
1: think it's like usually in Israel, it's a luxury to have uh, to have cosmetics, I mean, and they don't really understand.
2: Most of the investors are men. Not only not, in I Israel. I okay. I, I don't that's think it's an issue of you know being a luxury because I don't want to change the world. It's just that it's not a field that I think about. I mean, we have but in it's a small market.
0: It is, there's no familiarity, there's no experience. Yeah, exactly. It. It's, it's not, it's not specialized
1: issue. in cosmetics. I mean, this is a, this is a known fact. I mm-hmm. mean, we are not inventing it, and we are doing something that is very different. We're taking AI. It's bioconvergence. We're taking, it's defined as bioconvergence. This is like the new buzzword in Israel, but mm-hmm. still people don't understand it. It's like we're taking, we are taking like AI and use it for the cosmetic mm-hmm. world, and this mm-hmm. is something that it's like difficult to digest because usually you have AI. Mm-hmm. And when we come to AI, it's like, oh well, very much computational. Mm-hmm. We don't understand mm-hmm. the biology; it's difficult
0: to understand. I get, I completely get it. As the as the founder of the Israel New Zealand uh, Innovation Hub, it's like, are you Israel or are you New Zealand? And, and same with you. You <laughs> yeah. know, like in a different way. Okay, so you're cosmetics, but you're AI. So I don't and I don't, I don't exactly. get that. Yeah. I mean, they,
1: they, they find it difficult to understand. Right. By the time they understand, okay, maybe I. I I mean, it sounds very impressive, but we don't know how to like, deal with it. And uh, they venture capital, mm-hmm. and still they don't want to take the risk.
0: Because they're, they're trying to pigeonhole you. I think that that is the part of the issue, where they're trying to put you into a, a category. Yeah,
2: exactly, and then in a box.
0: And in a box. And I was actually gonna ask you like, one of the questions I had here is like, how are you relevant to other tech sectors? So you've got AI, you're you're part biology. We're a
2: hybrid there. Yeah, we're very hybrid, Hybrid. but taking a lot of very different AI, Mm -hmm. data science, because we have a system that collects a lot of data and we also like collecting Mm -hmm. lots of data from different databases and integrating it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have cosmetics, we also, you know, looking at medical profile of the users in order to make sure that we don't make them flare-ups. Uh-huh. So it's also going to digital health. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. And, and uh, and you know, as we mentioned a little bit more, you know, like you look, there's a little bit of space tech in there as well, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, this is, like, I met you guys at a space yes. tech conference. So.
1: Yeah, this is what makes us,
0: Special. Special. Yeah, exactly. We are exactly. exclusive, and uh, mm-hmm.
1: and this is what we we believe we can make a lot of impact. And mm-hmm. um, let's face it, most of the investors are men, so mm-hmm. they may might not always understand what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And not always they understand how big is the market, mm-hmm. but some of them see their credit card and see mm-hmm. how much their wife spent <laughs> on cosmetics. So sometimes but, when you talk to them, you, you realize that said, you know what, my wife went yesterday to CVS, you know, I, I got a lot of yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I can, <laughs> charges. Of- exactly, you can see that it's obviously in something important yeah. because based on, um, you know, how much money is like, what, how big is the industry?
1: It's huge, it's five hundred, eleven billion dollars sales billion. globally. And in, in two years it's going to be more than seven hundred. Wow. So wow. billion dollars. Yeah. And still there's not the right match between people and their
0: products. So so you've got a huge opportunity that obviously when people think of tech, you know, cosmetics doesn't come to mind. It's not even in the top twenty you'd think like cosmetics and tech, but you're offering something that is relevant to the cosmetics industry that brings into, that brings AI, that brings new cutting edge technology. And I think that you're really got a product that is relevant to the entire $511 billion industry. So I think the hu- like you guys have a huge potential. And um, yeah, I think uh, if anybody's listening in New Zealand, like, that's important. <laughs> Collaborate with them. Okay. So look, I think I've heard some really interesting information uh, about you guys, about what you're up to. Um, do you have anything more to add, potentially? Yeah,
2: I think like you said, it's like very huge market and it's overflowing with uh, new products. It's very highly competitive. There are new brands created every day. Uh-huh uh but right now there is like no way to make order into it you know for either for you know companies that is developing to you know make a differentiating factor from the other mm-hmm. or to know you know which of the over thirty thousand ingredients they can use they should put into their product mm-hmm. to address the need of their target population mm-hmm. and on the other hand there is like no way for people who go to buy a product to know which one they should so mm-hmm. I really think that there is a need for someone to make order mm-hmm. more than there is a need for you know uh, starting a brand that would make their own product, and this is why we really decided to go for deep tech mm-hmm. and cosmetics together.
0: Wow. Okay. Well. Yeah. What wh- What are you looking for at the moment? Like, what are your plans?
1: So basically, we are we already start selling our product. Mm-hmm. Uh, We support companies developing new products, make the personalization, what are the population you should approach with which product. And we also have a personalization system that people can put in their website or in their brick and mortar. And this is something we would be happy to discuss with uh, companies from New Zealand. And, of course, like every startup, we are looking for investors. So if this is something of your interest, please give us a... Give phone. us a call. <laughs> All right,
0: cool. Yeah, if somebody wants to reach out to you, how, how do they connect?
1: You can ping us on LinkedIn.
0: Mm-hmm. Or, LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, or okay. check our website, uh-huh. minnow.skin.
0: Or just maybe attend a space conference near you. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks, guys. And, Thank you very uh, yeah.
2: much.
0: Thank you. And that's a wrap for Episode 2 of the Lands and Milk and Honey podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the interview. If you have, please share this episode on your social media feeds. As an afternote, I should say that I've tried to help connect Coralie and Illa to New Zealand skincare companies for partnerships, but I've had no luck so far. If you think you can do something for them, please reach out this would be very much appreciated. Join me for the next episode where I interview international attendees and exhibitors at the Israel Mobile Summit in June this year. The summit is one of the most influential mobile apps, slash games, slash ad tech events in the EMEA region, and the largest mobile event in Israel. If you're into mobile phone tech, this one can't be missed. That's it for this episode, folks. See you next time.